Aloha, I'm Elise Koa, and welcome to another podcast from Zero to Hero, where I take you on my journey from making no money to actually building my own business, music business, and making money to support myself and my husband, and proving everyone wrong who says you can't make money as a musician unless you're signed. Currently, I'm making no money, I am no expert, but I'm on the best way to getting there. So, um, we are going to talk about where we, where we basically left, left off last time, which was on Saturday. <clears throat> and I talked a little bit uh, about depression, uh, because I think, especially as musicians, we need to, um, take care of um, of our just mental health, I think, because, um, I mean, you'll see that, you know, as, I mean, it, it's gotten better, but especially, like, uh, um, like, the 80s and the 90s kind of musicians, um, you always saw them in combination with alcohol or drugs or just uh, other things, and I think, um, as musicians, we get a bad reputation for that. Um, but I mean, there's a reason why they gravitated to like alcohol and drugs and stuff, because when you're, um, uh, on tour and everything, I mean, that's all amazing, but I think a lot of people don't see the downside of it as well, which it can be very lonely if you don't surround yourself with uh, the right people. It might sound a bit controversial because, I mean, you're on tour, you're meeting bazillion of people, um, depending how how uh, big your audience is. Um, but just because you're with a lot of people doesn't mean that you're with the right people. Um, and uh, you can still feel really lonely um, like, have you been, like, like, under a ton of people, like, under just, there's just this huge group of people, right, but you felt completely alone, even though there were a ton of people around you, and that's the same thing with musicians, is, um, just because we're busy all the time, and that we are around people doesn't actually mean that we are happy, and that those are the people that we need at that time. So that's actually a very um, common um, very common thing that happens for musicians. Um, and there is actually um, there is a charity that um what is it called um there's a charity that helps um musicians with mental health they're specialized um in um yeah well helping musicians uh to overcome like depression and anxiety and all that, I just can't remember what it's called, um, just having a brain fart right now, I'm sorry, but, um, I'll, 
keep looking. If I do find it, um, uh, I will let you know. I'm just looking up. Um, I mean, there are different ones, right? Because um, the ones, the one that I really love is called Musicians on Call. I mean, you've probably heard. Ah, I think it's this one. Um, it's called Music Cares. Uh, and it says, um, 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 we can't talk about life-changing charities without mentioning Music Cares. Run by the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, aka the people who put on the Grammys, Music Cares offers an array of services covering emotional and personal emergencies as well as financial and medical ones. Their goal is to help those involved in music in their time of need, and they do that through hotlines as well as financial, medical, and emotional support and assistance. You can get involved by donating and subscribing to their mailing list to keep up uh, up to date on any opportunities or calls for uh, participation. There's also a, a video that goes with it. So if you're interested in this and if, if you really, um, I mean, are affected or something, then maybe you should look into this. It's called Music Cares, um, but only with one C. So it's M-U-S-I. And then capital C A R E S. I'll also leave a link below uh, so you can check them out. Um, I just, I in general, I'm just a person that um, just likes to give back, you know, because I think all of us, we are very, very blessed um, alone that we get to live in a country where and we get to choose a lot of things and where we have running water, where we have, don't have to starve, where we have places to stay, where we're um, healthy and we have a lot of blessings that we can count for that other people would love to have. And so I, I just, I'm a big believer in giving back. So, um, I mean, I, uh, that's why I said musicians on call is pretty cool because they, um, um, I'm just going to read it because it's just easier than me trying to explain it. But it says, what a beautiful thing. Musicians on Call brings music, both live and recorded, straight to the bedsides of patients who are currently in hospital. Believing in the power of live performance performances for patients, Musicians on Call is in 17 major markets with 80 programs across, across the country. So far, they've performed for over 625,000 patients, families, and chair. Uh, caregivers and have no intention of slowing down there are many ways to get involved including signing up to be a musician who performs for patients in your area so um if you're like me and you just like to help and i think especially as musicians we have such a power um like i mentioned in my other podcast you know the power of music it is amazing and and what they specialize in is really the healing aspect. You know, they go into those hospitals um, of those people that 
have been in there for a while and had major operations and they go and put on a little life concert for them, you know, in their hospital room. And I just, I just love that idea and that they, they really, um, um, yeah, they bring that across that, you know, music heals. And, um, I just, I personally just, um, love that, um, that, um, charity what they're doing um uh so if you want I mean I've signed up to their email list and I kind of keep track of them I mean in Germany we don't really have something like that um but I wish um hopefully I can get something started like that um But um, also, if you just um, donate a little bit or get their merch, that's also really awesome. Um, music heals. I think that is, I stand 100% behind that message because I've seen it happen. You know, it, it literally um, healed me and saved my life. So um, I don't, I, by the way, I'm not like an affiliate or anything, but I, I don't get anything for saying this. I just, um thought it would be nice for you guys to know um things like that because it just shows how important musicians are i think we are very very underrated um or music gets very very underrated or gets used for different reasons um because i mean especially businesses know that music is very powerful and that's why there are record labels that where music is their business, right? Um, or um, that's why music is used in movies and TV shows and um, when you're shopping and all that stuff because they know how influential um, and powerful music is. But I think it could be used better. And um, I'm not saying that th those are bad things or anything, but I'm saying like musicians on call, they really use that healing power um, for those people that that need it the most and need to hear it the most and um i think if we as musicians would focus more on something like that i mean our world would already be a better place um instead of only seeing where the big bucks is obviously we need to support our living somehow but at a certain point i think when we get to a level where we can be it's like where it's sustainable um something like that would be amazing i i want to be a part of this i've been so I, i so i signed up to their email list musicians on call and i um i just kind of keep updated with with what they're doing and um and yeah so if you want to get involved um i'll just leave the links uh, below And um, all you need to do is just click on them and then you can see for yourself what you want to do. Um, and yeah, but that's just a little side note. I just wanted to um, show how how powerful music really is and what it can do for other people and also for yourself. So Musicians on Call is really for um, other people than yourselves, right? Really giving back, you know, sharing means caring. That's There's so much power behind that. Um, so if we share our talents, it means we care for those people. And if, if you've been in the same situation as me, where it, it seriously healed me and helped me, um, 
yes, I would love to give back and do that for other people 100%. So, and then on the, on the other hand, um, you have music cares, um, that really, that's actually for us, for us musicians. And, um, I just love that they're taking this seriously that, um, you know, mental health and anxiety and, um, yeah, just a lot of stuff that you go through as a musician. I think a lot of people, um, just see the, the glory of it all. You know, if, if you are a performing musician, um, it's, it's all about the, the concerts and the fans and meeting them and seeing it all. And, um, you know, rocking out on your guitar, the drums or singing your heart out or whatever it is, you know, they only see that aspect of fame and recognition and just, um, yeah, accepting that. Um, but, but you don't see the other side, um, that it can be also very lonely and um, anxiety-driven. You know, Sean Mendes um, talks about about it as well, um, and he wrote a song. What is it called? Um, it isn't in my blood. Yeah, isn't I don't know if it's called "It Isn't in My Blood," but um, that that's if you type it in. Uh, he basically talks about um, anxiety that he had or probably still has. It don't, doesn't go away overnight. But that is a serious um, um, condition. And um, that just, just when your arm is broken and you go to the hospital, that's the same thing. If you have anxiety or depression or... Uh, feel lonely or whatever it is um, that needs to get looked at and um, music cares is um, is a charity that really um, um, takes it seriously I think and I think it is important so so yeah so this one mu music cares is really from musicians for musicians and music uh, musicians on call is from musicians for people that really need it need music in order to heal and grow yeah so but actually that's not really what I wanted to talk about <laughs> um, at all um, I actually wanted to talk about how you can get out of the cycle of feeling depressed or unhappy uh, and how I did that right so the first thing and these are not really in a particular order, but um, the the first thing that is in a particular order is realizing that you are not okay, um, and then second, getting help. Like I said, um, go and see a professional. Go to therapy. I did that too. Um, like I said, if if you have a broken arm or a broken leg, you go to the doctor, to the hospital, and get it fixed too. So if you have, if your mind or if you have a broken soul, you need to go and see a therapist. You need to get it healed too. So I think these, um, yeah, that is very important. So realize you're not okay. Then second, um, get help, get therapy, and then. The third thing for me that was important 
was that it's okay to feel unhappy or sad or angry or um, whatever I was feeling or even depressed when you don't feel anything at all. Um, you're basically numb to any feeling. But um, for me, what was what I had to learn is that it's okay to feel a certain way. The thing is, it only gets dangerous once you stay in a feeling for too long. So you kind of um, wallow in feeling sad or whatever. Like you would never admit it, but you know, feeling sad or a victim, that's always a big one, is um, victimizing yourself. I think I had to learn that um, a lot is um, we like to play the victim. You know, we are always, we never do anything wrong. We always do the right thing. It's never our fault. Um, if this didn't happen, then I wouldn't be in this position or we would come up, I would come up with all sorts of excuses and, um, and it's easier to play the victim. And that's why we come up with excuses and, um, things like that. So we don't have to put it in the work and, um, work on ourselves or a situation because it's easy. It's, it's just the easier way out to victimize ourselves. And that is very dangerous if you don't get out of that cycle is really realizing that it's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to feel angry sometimes and let out those emotions. I mean, not at, you know, um, some innocent person. That's what I'm not saying. But like go into your room and then it's just cry for hours if that's what you need to do. Um you know, let it out. Or I have a boxing bag. I did kickboxing for a while and, um, I just let it out on the bag, you know? So whatever that outlet is that you need, um, go and find it and be, and know that it's okay to feel that way. Ah, that's actually good. Know that it's okay to feel that way. That's, I think that's going to be a new slogan. Uh, <laughs> and, but what's not okay is staying that way staying in that emotion in that anger all right so I can't say you how, how tell you how like how long it's okay to be in an emotion because for everyone it's different everyone deals with emotions differently so I can't really give you an answer for that but I can tell you that staying in that uh, emotion is not really the best thing to do in order to um finish that healing cycle right so because you know one emotion leads to the next and you know first you're you're angry then you feel um you feel pity then you feel I don't know then you're getting a little bit better and better and then uh, and then it goes full circle and you start healing again you know but if you stay in one period too long you're never gonna go to the next emotion um or and then to the next one after that and you'll never heal right so um, so that were, those were the, the, the three that were probably the most important. Um, but after that, these are not in any particular order. But the things that I learned after that is that I had to start surround myself with positive things. So listen to um, positive podcasts, music. I started hanging up quotes everywhere where I would see them constantly on my phone, on my laptop background, on... Um, uh, on my 
closet when I got up in the morning. They were just visual every, everywhere. Um, my friends, the books I was reading, the TV shows, um, find good role models that you look up to that just um, that you value for their um, for their strength or positivity, whatever it is, right? And also the conversations you have with people um, or your friends, are they dragging you down as well? Are they very negative? You know, you have to kind of go through your life and just sort everything out. I, that's, that was the next thing I, I did is um, sort everything out. Just like every once in a while you go through your closet and you sort through your clothes and you get rid of the, the, your old stuff. That's the same thing you have to do with your thoughts um, your, your, um, your lifestyle, your friends, um, and just go through everything and be like, okay, is this still this lifestyle? Is this still what I want? My dreams, are these still the ones I want? Or do I have to change something? There's nothing wrong with changing your plans, changing your mindset, your, um, your goals, your dreams, um, just because you've wanted something when you were uh, 12 doesn't mean you still want it with 24, you know? <laughs> so, you know, obviously just go through your life and just rethink what you want out of it, right? Just, just, yeah, just, just as you ne need to go through your old clothes, go through everything in your life and see, okay, um, do I still need this? Sometimes we hold on to things um, that we, that is unhealthy even for us. So, um, you know, the most important things in life, they aren't things. <laughs> and I think we, we forget that if we are very, um, materialistically, um, uh, yeah, if we hold on to so many, uh, things, then there's no, um, we get very unhappy um, when when we are so, so the next step would be have an attitude of gratitude I start writing a journal where I actively thought about something positive that day even when I thought at the end of the day before I was going to bed I thought there's no such thing that like this was just a crappy day everything just went wrong I would still write at least one thing down that I was grateful for like my health, um, that I can see, hear, taste, you know, I took it all for granted and sometimes I still do, but, um, you know, there are people that don't have that and would love, um, to see again and they can't. So, um, yeah, have an attitude of gratitude. That was a big one and write a journal. And I, I'm, why you should be writing a journal is because, um, when you're unhappy or depressed, your focus is on everything that's going wrong, everything that makes you unhappy, everything that um, that's uh, harmed you or whatever. It's always focused on the negative. But once you start being grateful for things, even if they um, seem normal to you um, or you take them for granted, which is even worse, um, you will see those good things more often. So you're training your brain to see the good stuff over the day. So you're not focusing on all the negative stuff, but you're focusing all on the good stuff, right? So um, 
that's the first step to kind of take. Like the next one would actually be, you know, um, go into your day, day planner. And then, um, um, you know, if you're really a, a person of gratitude, somebody should be able to look at your calendar and then see what type of person you are. So, you know, um, is family important to you? Is it, are you, um, um, appreciating life? Are you using, like, what are you doing? Or are you just working the entire day? Or wh what is it, you know? So your calendar is, should be the ultimate, um, expression of gratitude and should clear, clearly show all of your, um, uh, priorities, right? So that would be the next step. But for now, just focus on, um, being positive and having really that attitude of gratitude. So once you have that, because instead of seeing what you're missing, like all the materialistic stuff that you don't have, like the newest phone or uh, the laptop or the clothes you want or the glasses, the you know, whatever it is, there's always something missing, right? But if you have that attitude of gratitude, you don't see what you're missing, but you actually see what you have. And that makes a huge difference because then we are actually grateful for what we have. I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't have dreams and that you shouldn't want things, but I'm saying that that is the better way to go because the most important things in life aren't things. And, and, but the thing is we, we focus so much on things and materialistic stuff and that's what then ultimately makes us unhappy. So the antidote for that is to be grateful. Really gratitude is pretty much the, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I love being grateful now, right? Um, uh, so yeah, if there's pretty much one thing if you, that you take out of that, then it's being grateful, have an attitude of gratitude, focus, really make an active decision um, and think and look at and focus on the positive things instead of the negative, right? So, and that will change your perspective as well, right? Um, and that could be a whole new ball game right now, but I don't have the time to get into that. Um, but um, you're not alone with problems. So find people. And the thing is, when you're in this situation, you think that you're so new, new, um, unique. Nobody else has those problems. Like nobody can, nobody understands you and doesn't know what, what you're going through. But um, thing is, life is made that way that there's no such thing as a perfect life um doesn't matter how perfect their lives look on instagram or social media or facebook or whatever platform out there i don't care how perfect their life looks i guarantee you and i promise you they are not as happy as they look on their instagram they have problems as well we just see the best of their journey of their life right they only you can showcase what you want so usually it's like the peak um of our you know happiness or the journey that we've been on right so that's why they may look very perfect but it doesn't mean that they don't have problems either so going and on online is a awesome way to connect with people that um um, with you, with people you don't know, but um, maybe have a similar story, and um, and don't be afraid to share your story. Like with me, I was so embarrassed to tell people that I was in therapy and that I, I I was depressed and stuff. And then I'm like, you know what? 
I wish somebody would to- would have told me um, that they were going through stuff as well. I started connecting with the, with those people that said, you know what, I'm going through something difficult too, and those are the people I connected with. So if we st- so. I really valued those people that were real for once and said, you know what? I do not have a perfect life and this is why. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing um, and sharing um, all the struggles that I was dealing with because somebody out there might need this. And if there's just one person that I'm helping with this, then this is all worth it, you know? And I know I needed that um, in the situation that I was in. Um, so go and share your story, go and connect with people that, that are going through a similar thing, reach out and, um, online is a, is an awesome world when it comes to things like that. So, um, use that, look for those people. Um, and I promise you, you are not alone. You, um, they might not go like 100% through the exact same thing that you've been going through, but it might be really close. You might be surprised um, how close they might get, or or even worse, I promise you that your problem is not nearly as bad as somebody else's that's out there. Um, but, I mean, that's not really helpful to tell that to someone, but, um, but, um, but there is hope, and you can get out of that, and you can share it, and you can connect with people that are going through very similar things. Right. For today, that's it. Um, I hope this was helpful. And um, until tomorrow, uh, have a great Monday and week.